Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555.
I'll pre-record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's go. Super Talk Eagle Hour back on the air. Glad you're tuned in this afternoon. Whatever Super Talk station you're listening to or online, welcome. Got a great show for you today and uh, excited about bringing you our, our three guests that are in the studio. Bob Getty, Kelly Center. We're in the Southern Bank Course studio in Hattiesburg, opening segment of the Super Talk Eagle Hour every day is sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of Southern Miss. Proud supporters of our program. Great friends of ours and a place that we encourage you uh, to enjoy good food seven days a week. Dickie's Barbecue here in Hattiesburg. Remember, you can hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcasts all day long, every day. Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Well, today is the 16th. It is one month to opening day at Pete Taylor Park. That always... But who's counting, right, Bob? That always makes me pretty happy. <laughs> you and got your, little, lot, your little paper chain in your office that you, you know... And a lot of people very <laughs> happy. So we're going to talk baseball today, and we've got, gosh, what better lineup could you have than this? Right here in our studio is Nick Monastere, Carson Pato, Dalton McIntyre, three members, of course, of the Golden Eagle baseball team, and the guys... Uh, we're thrilled to have you. Uh, let me start with you, Carson. I, I know you three fellows are getting ready for a camp this weekend, and we're going to talk baseball a little later in the show. But uh, tell us about your camp and how all this came about. Um, yes, sir. So Vantage Sports, it is a uh, this kind of this baseball group that's working with colleges all over the United States, and uh, they kind of just got with us to be a part of our NIL stuff with the team, and they kind of signed us as one of their teams, and uh, they DM some guys on our team to say hey do you want to do a camp and that's we're the three guys and it's in columbia at the yards um this coming sunday from one to three and we're excited about it how did you guys get picked do you know um no clue no <laughs> clue huh now, is it sunday or saturday yeah. Sun- sunday it so, is yeah. sunday okay from two to four well it, it must have been because you guys are so good looking is that probably what it is <laughs> oh magic mike three i think there's got a poster of magic mike three over here dm dm by the way bob is direct message I, 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 I think I got that. Okay, all right. Carson uh, Pato, we sure appreciate you being here. Nick Monastere from Brandon, Mississippi, uh, uh, getting ready to start his second year and certainly made an impact in his first. And uh, So have you done this kind of thing before, uh, Nick? And uh, what, do you, what do you think about uh, being an instructor at a baseball camp? Uh, no, I've never done it before, but I'm obviously really excited to have the opportunity to get out there with my teammates and um, – get out there and help some kids get better and just hang out with them and spend time with them and give back to the community that gives back to us all the time. So I'm guessing growing up you went to a many of these yourself. How, how, oh, these yeah. are these are important for kids, aren't they? Yes, sir, they are. Uh, more than the baseball itself, I mean, the memories you make just with your camp leaders and with all your buddies that are there with you, I mean, it's just a great experience. Yeah. Dalton, uh, Dalton McIntyre, Jackson, Tennessee, I guess you're going to be handling the pitching end of this, right? Uh, yes, sir, I'll be – I'll be handling uh, pitching and a little bit of outfield. So, and, and give us give us your thoughts about doing this and and what you thought when you were asked. 
Uh, I really thought it was a good opportunity. You know, I'm new to the area, haven't been here. A lot of people don't know me. Uh, I felt like it was a good opportunity to, you know, meet some of the community and maybe uh, just guide some kids in the area. You say you're new, but I guess they're going to all know about you by the end of the year. Is that yes, not sir, right? Yes, sir. I hope so. Yeah. Kelly? Well, we do hope so. When you... When you go back to your – you guys probably all came up through the travel ball system. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Now, Carson did not because they barely had electricity in, uh, in Van Cleve. So I don't go ahead and hit him, Carson. I'll enjoy watching it. <laughs> but um, that's where a lot of learning takes place. But in a two-hour period, there's only so much you can do, right? So how do you prioritize it, Nick, as to what, you know, what you're going to try to tackle in a short two-hour period with what's bound to be a lot of kids? Yeah, I mean, I think we're just going to split them all up into certain groups by position or whatever and do like a, a little defensive period maybe and then do whoever wants to catch fly balls, go catch fly balls. Infielders do that. Pitchers do – we'll show them some things and then obviously we'll definitely hit and then, I mean, who knows, we might have a little game at the end with all of them. You have to break them up into to age groups because obviously a six-year-old – is not capable of doing the things like a thirteen-year-old, right, right. you know, yeah, would do for sure. So and so, how will you, how do you think you'll approach it as well, Carson? What do you think you'll? Uh, and by the way, did they have they did have electricity in Vancouver? We had a little bit. Okay, we had a little bit. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm a big fan of splitting them into groups, like you said, and like you said, you can't teach a kid everything you want in two hours, you know. But in my opinion, I'm a big believer. If well, obviously, I'm not a parent, but if you want your kid to kind of develop a skill or something you have to be around it so even though we're not teaching them and we can't teach them everything about baseball just them being around the game and you know being on the field with other baseball players that'll kind of develop them and their skills you know so so just develop a continued love of the game <clears throat> exactly i mean that's yeah i think that's what we do when we were kids like we're five years old we don't know what a curveball is at that time you know um so you just got to be around and as you get older you're around the game more and more consistently you just kind of develop and you develop like you said a love for the game i think in a lot of these a lot of these youth camps they need bob to put in a a segment truthfully for parents as to how to manage their expectations dalton if you could if you could talk to if you had a message for parents of youth baseball players today travel rec whatever what would your advice be to parents as far as setting realistic expectations the main thing for me is the kids never gonna love doing it unless like they're supported in it I mean you can't like put so much pressure on these young kids they're just kids let them have fun you know they're gonna learn by making mistakes not by just succeeding and and that's a really important message because it's not there's nobody no Yankee scouts are going to be at this camp on Saturday right not even Meridian Junior College will be there you know this weekend so uh it's I think that's a real important you know for for parents to get out so who wants to tell us about how kids can participate this week and and what they do again it's going to be this coming sunday uh the weather's supposed to be cool but uh but other than that okay and it's going to be at the new facility in columbia from two to four on sunday so nick anybody that wants to participate at one to three i'm sorry one to three on sunday my bad but it is sunday one to three in columbia yeah, I mean, I think there's a way to sign up online, but I know for a fact that you show up, we'll have a desk set up, you sign up there, and, I mean, it'll all be taken care of. Dress accordingly, too, yeah. Bob. I, I don't probably need to tell you guys this, how these little boys just love being around you guys. You know, ironically, yesterday I was driving home, and there were five kids in kind of an open area in our neighborhood, and they were playing football with each other. But this is what struck me. 
One of them had on a, a USM baseball jersey, and two others had on USM baseball T-shirts, the camouflage T-shirts. I see it all the time. Do you guys really comprehend how these kids look up to you and just admire you? Um, I I mean, I love the kids. I love how they – because, I mean, I know being a kid, obviously I was a kid, I, I enjoyed – I mean, I thought the high school players were big leaders. So, I mean, for them to just kind of appreciate us – how they do like it means the world i know to me it means the world. i just love the kids and uh i mean i I always say this i say this to a couple of my teammates it means more to me that they look up like it's like how they look up to us means so much to me because it's just like a it's just a very i don't know i can't explain it's like a very meaningful thing and and not like there would ever be any character issues anyway but i think that knowing that little kids are looking up to you kind of helps you behave yourself doesn't it nick yeah for sure uh you just gotta you got to represent your the program USM and the community is I mean you were a top-notch program so you have to represent yourself like it and I mean like he was saying about the kids like every Sunday after a home series all the kids get to run on the field and run the bases and we'll sign autographs if they want them and that honestly is the highlight of my weekend just because you get to hang out with everybody that came and watched you for those three days and the whole season really they mob you I'm down there a lot of Sundays getting interviews with you guys, and I mean, you just the kids are just all over you. Yeah, it's awesome. It's a great experience. Yeah, they love you for sure. Uh, Dalton, you're 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 coming in here, and obviously you know, but uh, and these guys know they've been around. Man, you're coming into a program that it is. It really would be hard to describe how much the public loves this baseball program. Uh, yes, sir. It's really different, you know, especially coming from a two-year school like uh, Meridian. Uh, the fan base, I mean, it's there, but it's definitely not as supportive as Hattiesburg. I mean, it feels like the whole city of Hattiesburg is behind us at all times. There's so many people that, like, try to help us, I mean, reach out and just let us know they support us, and it's a really good feeling. Oh, the, I, I think you're a 1,000 percent right. I think your first Friday night at the Pete, you're going to get a big dose of it, right? Uh, it's probably going to scare me. <laughs> all right, we've got uh, Nick Monastere, Carson Pato, Dalton McIntyre here in the Super Talk Studios. We're going to hold these guys over. We'll remind you one more time about their camp. We want that to be a big success for these three guys. But we want to talk about baseball. We are one month away today, and how ironic that you three guys are here uh, one month away. A lot of expectations, a lot of excitement. We're going to share that with Nick Carson and Dalton right on the other side of this break. You're listening to the Super Talk Eagle Hour on Super Talk Mississippi.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, Genesis of Hattiesburg is the official auto dealer of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Genesis sedans and SUVs are the finest luxury vehicles on the road today. And coming very soon, the all-new Genesis showroom on Highway 98 West in Hattiesburg. Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net, sponsors the second segment of the Eagle Hour every day. It's a great place to buy all your Southern Miss apparel and uh, baseball one month away. And I, I, I know that they're full of baseball gear. I've bought most of it, but the, but the other people haven't, so they need to go by there. Our guests today get their swag for free, Bob. I'm guessing that they <laughs> yeah. should. All right, Nick Montessier, Carson Pato, Dalton McIntyre. Let me let me start with you, Carson. Um, you made me feel a little better when I brought this to your attention, but actually during lunch it was brought to my attention about the D1 preseason poll, and I was pretty miffed not to see you guys in it. It doesn't make any sense to me. But you you don't care, do you? Um, no, sir. You know, our, our kind of thing that – we talk about in the program is our preseason rankings don't really matter you know i mean we've been ranked top 25 we haven't been ranked top 25 it doesn't really matter i mean every year there's teams that are in there that aren't there are teams that are in there and that aren't i mean at the end of the season you either see them or you don't it doesn't really matter it's what it's That's what right. you do in the no, season you're yeah. exactly right. all right carson i want you to tell the listeners that listen to this show online all around the state how confident you are about this baseball there's a lot of new faces and a new coach your thoughts about this squad? Uh, I'm super excited. I'm super confident with our squad we got. I mean, I mean, our coaches, you know, that's what they do. You know, it's their job. They know what they're doing. Um, I mean, yeah, we have a lot of new faces. It doesn't matter. Um, we had a lot of new faces last year. I mean, we had a good year, you know. Um, our lineup's going to be new. We had a lot of young talent. And I'm excited to see what happens, you know, see what we can develop and see, see what kind of damage yeah, they can one do. One of your teammates was in here a few months ago, and he made the comment to us that uh, – People don't know how talented the younger players are because they weren't on the field last year, but they're just as talented as the ones that have moved on. Oh, I agree. I mean, I say it, me and Danny Lynch would joke about it last year. So Davis Gillespie, he's going to be, I think personally, he's going to be a big part of our lineup. Um, last year, we said the only reason why he got red shirt is because Danny was there. I mean, can't take Danny alive, you know. I think Davis – Davis is going to be a big part of our lineup. He He's, can he can rake. Well, yeah. oh, he can he can mash. Yeah, when Danny was just like a sex symbol on the team, mm. but he he had to be there. Uh, Nick Monaster, you're moving to center field. What do you feel about that? I love it. Uh, it was a really good transition this fall. You know, Coach Rhodes is our outfield coach, and he we worked hard every single day, and I feel really confident about it. Well, why do you suppose, Nick, that that everybody was kind of panicking, going, "What are they doing, moving Monastery to the outfield?" <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but uh, you well, know, you made the point that you know there are conversations that go on that the general public doesn't know yeah, about. Yeah, this was yeah. not a surprise to yeah, you. Yeah, no, I'd known it was coming, and I felt really good about it since the get go. And I mean, I'm just going to go out there and compete. All right, now I'm going to ask you something. You answer it only to the degree you're comfortable answering this. <laughs> there was, uh, you know, there, there was a lot of concern that after the splash you made last year, that some big school would come in here and poach you away. But you you indicated to me last year that it was always your dream to play baseball here, and I don't I don't think today that's changed, has it? No, it hasn't at all. Ever since I got, or really ever since my recruiting process started, I knew Southern Miss was the place I wanted to be, and then. Once I got on campus, it just magnified to a whole nother level that I never could have imagined the city and the support and the coaches. I mean, we're like a family here, so it's there's no way anyone can walk away from something that we have here. Now, Dalton McIntyre, you're listed uh, in the early 
press clippings, a media guide, whatever, as a pitcher and an outfielder. So, again, because you are new, tell us a little bit about your game and where you think you, you might fit in. Obviously, Coach Oz is going to be here on Thursday maybe to fill in some potential blanks, but tell us about your background and where you think you might fit in here. So, yes, um, I'm a, you know listed as an outfielder and a pitcher. Uh, I think primarily uh, they're looking at me as more of like an outfielder, maybe uh, more of like a defensive guy uh, in a sense. But uh, you never know what could happen. I mean, there's going to be a lot of big pieces in this team and a lot of players that aren't in the starting lineup that's going to affect how we win games. So I think that uh, I just want to help any way I can. Coming up in the youth leagues, though, what percentage would you say, Dalton, of all your teammates at Southern Miss – Going back to the youth leagues, what percentage of these guys probably pitched at some point in the youth leagues? I think all every single guy on this team was their starting pitcher. Yeah. It's true. It's true. You know, a hundred hundred percent guys will say, "Man, because it comes down to athleticism." Oh yeah, at this level, right? And usually, your pitchers tend to be you know some of your better athletes. Right now, Carson, you said something interesting. You said that you did not play travel ball coming up. Um, yes, sir, I didn't. I mean, I played well. I played U-Triple-S-A ball when I was, like, nine, you know, but I call it showcase ball. They're like, when kids go to, like, these perfect game tournaments, I didn't do all that. Um, I kind of just got recruited however I got sold, you know. I just – my parents didn't really know a whole lot about it. Um, I mean, I don't have any other cousins that really did it. I None of my friends did it, you know, so I just – Well, you're pretty good proof you don't have to do it. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. No, and, and I tell parents all the time, look, if you're good enough – there are baseball people. They're called scouts. Mm. They're well compensated. Their job is to find you, even if you live in Van Cleve, Mississippi. <laughs> all right. If you're good enough, they're going to find you. So you don't have to spend $8,000 going around to all these different places. And parents will say, well, my son's got to get a scholarship. I said, well, the $8,000 that you just spent for this week in Phoenix, mm. would have gone a long way to, towards oh, yeah, your yeah. son's tuition. You know, Carson, three years ago the team was three games out of the World Series, then two games, one game. It hurts me to even think about it, but really a half a game. We were a half a game from away from the World Series. But when the dust settled and you had time to really think about it, you just, as a fan, you beamed with pride. Because what? how many teams win back-to-back regionals and host mm-hmm. super regionals? How do you look at it? Do you look at it more from, oh, I'm so disappointed we didn't get there, or what I just said, look what we've accomplished in the last two years? Um, I mean, I wouldn't lie. I mean, I'd be lying if I didn't say I'd be, I was disappointed, you know. I mean, I, kind of both, because sometimes it's like, oh, man, like we were that close, you know, like kind of disappointed, not in, not in like disappointed in my team. It's just like disappointed that we couldn't kind of finish it. Not in a negative way, just kind of like a dang, yeah, you know. Sure. But then it's also like, Look, I mean, we did technically get a little bit closer, you know. I mean, there's always next year, and, I mean, we just got to keep working. You know, if you're going to sit there, and I call it a pity party, if you're going to throw a pity party as a team, one, you're not going to have good chemistry because there's just people – some people are going to be up there, like, attitudes going to be good, some are be, like, sulking, you know, and you don't ever want that. You want good chemistry, and uh, you're never going to get anywhere if you just keep focusing on your failures. The players right. have meetings today uh, in just a little while. Nick, before you guys get out of here, I know you want to make sure that we give a plug to the To The Top Collective and what it's about and how people can help keep guys like you three here. Yeah, the collective is an awesome thing. It started 
this year and they're helping us out a lot we they're the ones that got us partnered with vantage sports so we could do this camp and uh you know if any of y'all want to help out and join the collective it'd be much appreciated because it, it just goes to all of us and this this saturday this sunday when they do this camp at columbia from one to three at uh the new complex down there the new turf complex in columbia a lot of that money is going to go to these right. guys help them pay their couple, bills a couple of minutes left uh nick i want to ask you uh about about some of the changes that are taking place and one that just comes to the top of my mind is that danny lynch is now a coach <laughs> can you put that into words oh uh, well i only got one year with danny so i didn't get it to the extent everybody else did but i mean <laughs> he was a great great leader great guy to help keep our confidence up at all times he was he never stopped talking and I think that kind of like set the tone every single day at practice but I mean now that he's a coach I mean he played college baseball for a long time and has seen a lot and has done a lot so him having him in our corner still even though he's not a player is a really huge yeah. thing coach Barry told me one day on the show that y'all were playing somewhere on the road I don't remember where and the third base coach for the opposition team as they cross paths he goes does Lynch ever shut up and Coach Perry just said, I never stopped walking. I just said no. Uh, now, Nick, I, I want you to look over here, Carson. The batting stance was so famous last year. I've been trying to think who could step into that role. That I always think of Carson Payton. He what could, do you think? He could do it. He could pull I it think off. so. Any chance of that, Carson? We're gonna see that out of you. I'm not that goofy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, we never did to find out how you actually got to Southern Miss. You know, from from uh, you know, when did the communication start, and where was the connection? So it actually started right here in Hattiesburg. Um, there's all these games that JUCO guys play in the fall, and we actually ended up coming here. It's like kind of like a round robin type of tournament that the JUCOs play, and we came up here, and I actually got looked at. Uh, primarily as a pitcher the first time I was here. I came up here and uh, I pitched, I think it was like the second and third inning of our game. And uh, shortly after that, uh, Coach Oz had reached out to our coach and uh, they said that they were kind of interested. And uh, that's just kind of how everything started. And then as the season went on, uh, they saw that I was hitting pretty well. And so they were like, hey, uh, I think you should come down here this summer and uh, focus on hitting a little bit you know well I've, I've always said that one of the and we've said this on this program one of the most underrated programs overall is the junior college program in mississippi by the way the first division two pole out pearl river number one in the country so all right gentlemen real quickly as we're leaving uh again the time and place of your camp somebody um it's at columbia at the yards this coming sunday from one to three so yes sir hope to see y'all there Needless to say, you guys are the best. We love you guys, and we love the baseball program, and we cannot wait for February the 16th. Thank you, fellas. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, Dick Monastere, Carson Pato, and Dalton McIntyre here in the Super Talk studio. We'll be back right after this.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, welcome back, Super Talk Eagle Hour. This segment sponsored by Four Street Bar and Grill, right there, in the Shadow of the Rock. Great place to uh, hang out this weekend, watch some NFL football, get some good food, the cold beer, and uh, I think get much better than that. Four Street Bar and Grill, right in the Shadow of the Rock. Also, want to say hello to our good friends at Mo Babe and Yay Company. This would be a great day to get some hot coffee and some hot beignets. They're on Hardy Street. Uh, they're right across from the Southern Miss campus. Uh, Morgan uh, and her husband, uh, great friends of ours, and uh, we love Mobe Beignet, and we encourage all of our listeners uh, to enjoy what we believe is the best dessert in Hattiesburg. I want to thank Nick Monastere, Carson Pato, Dalton McIntyre, and again, those uh, guys are going to be having a, a one-day baseball camp from 1 to 3 o'clock Sunday afternoon in Columbia, I'm sure if you if you want to find out more about it, there's bound to be something connected to it uh, on the internet, or you could simply call the baseball office or the university, and they can direct you toward that. Good opportunity for those kids to make some NIL money, but a great opportunity uh, for your children to be around uh, these quality quality kids. And uh, you know, Kelly, I'm I'm fortunate. You're fortunate in this line of work. We're around these athletes a lot, but. Boy, you'd have to go a long way to find a, a higher character bunch of kids than the ones that were in here and and those that comprise the baseball program. And it is interesting how when talk on the street about, you know, well, this guy's going to be moving to this position or, or I heard this or this might, you know, happen. It, it doesn't freak any of these guys out. These guys are ball players. I mean, if you, you know, if you need them to, to catch, if they've never caught, they'll do it. You know, they're all such good athletes and know the game well enough. It's a cerebral game. It's really a thinking man's game. Yeah. Uh, Monastere, he's excited about everything. He he told us last year how excited he was to be here, told you and I in the studio how happy he is to move to center field. He's living his best life right now, Nick Monastere. And as he mentioned and has mentioned before uh, and reaffirmed while we were in commercial break that there's nowhere else in the world he'd rather be. That's what he said. He made that really, really clear. You know, the, the second the, time he said that in front of me that I'm not interested in talking to anybody about anything that would make me leave here. That's good news, Golden Eagle fans. I don't need to tell you that. He's quite a ball player. And as I have been uh, touting this Eagle team this year, particularly the pitching depth, the quality and the depth of this pitching staff uh, is it may be the best ever. Maybe the best ever. I know, you know, I said last year's team might be com- comparable to the team two years ago. But barring injury, but the depth and the talent of this pitching staff, this is going to be a really good team. Again, you, you haven't heard of some of the names. Davis Gillespie looks like he's maybe playing left field. Uh, Gabe Broadus has emerged as maybe the favorite at third base. Um, Gabe Broadus is a, is a Pearl River transfer. Um, and and we kind of asked him in the pre-show uh pre-show production meeting you know how do you feel about my prognostication that this could be the best southern miss team ever and carson peto said yeah i mean he, he didn't bat an eye he said I, the, the argument could certainly be made they're really really confident yeah carson peto if you've never been around this kid they hit on a sweatshirt today so he was kind of go this kid is a specimen bro this this kid could play I would think college football if he took a mind to. Now you notice that because he was sitting next to me, probably. <laughs> well, no, I've just seen him around a good bit. He's he he's really muscular, and <laughs> yeah, really really athletic, and and you tell I, I sort of had the impression that the McIntyre kid, 
is just thrilled to be here and kind of taking it all in, right? He's new. He's around all these talented players. And as he, you could tell that he was, you could tell that he was a little dumbfounded at the passion of the fan base and they hadn't even played. <laughs> and he said, he said that first game, he might go out there and get scared, you know? So, no, he'll fit right in. And the guys have already given him a nickname. You know, that's kind of the, yeah. Uh, right to passage when the guys start calling you something other than your no, real name. It's great to see all three of those uh, young men here. You know, all right, let, let's get to a story that that indirectly affects USM and that a former USM player, head coach at South Alabama, Kane Womack. He's been on the show a few times. Uh, doing a great job. I'm a little surprised to hear he's going to give up a head coaching position. He's gonna, apparently going to be the defensive coordinator with the new staff at Alabama. Money. Got to be money. Uh, are, seriously, are you, are you surprised at that? You, you, that you would give up a D1 head coaching job? Uh, yes. Yeah, to me a little bit, yeah. Okay, well, to put it in perspective, and again, for, for ham and eggers like you and me, it's tough to think about this kind of money, right? But on average, Sunbelt head coaches in football making seven $750,000 a year. Hattiesburger, that's pretty good salary, right? Well, he probably now stands to make in the neighborhood of two million dollars. Yeah, I mean, it's money. I, I realize it's money. And and if it didn't work out with that on your resume, he's already a proven winner as a head coach. He just gets another job. He, he could get another Division One head coaching job somewhere, but or he could take the Todd Munkin route. All right, Todd Munkin won a national champion too with Georgia. All right, Kane proves himself as a D.C. at Alabama, gets hired on an NFL staff, goes that route, and then maybe becomes a head yeah, coach in, in the NFL. Because there's one thing I, I feel pretty confident about for the new staff. You get over there, and you don't win 11 or 12 games a year. You're not in the SEC championship. You're not in the deep into the national playoffs. You're going to be gone. Am I wrong? No, you're 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 not wrong. But but uh, you know the whole time, if you're smart, you're banking some of that uh, yeah, <laughs> that sure, money yeah. money that you're making. And the relationship with K, it's coaching like no other fraternity, man. It's all about who you know. Well, clearly, he knew the guy out at Washington. Yeah, yeah. DeBoer and him are, have been good buddies for a long time. So it's always they get on the phone. Hey, let's get the guys back together again and and get this thing done. Yeah. Um, so that that apparently is what's going to happen. And, and all indications that we're getting out of Mobile is that particularly because of the timing of, uh, of Kane leaving, that offensive coordinator at South Alabama, Major Applewhite, is probably going to be the next uh, head coach. Seems logical. It does, uh, at South Alabama. So we'll keep you posted as how things unfold in the Sun Belt, but that's the way it looks at this hour anyway. Yeah, for sure. So good, And good for Kane Womack, prepped right here at Oak Grove High School. You know, his dad, Now he now follows his dad's footsteps. His dad, Dave Womack, was a SEC defensive coordinator at two different schools. I think it's, it's stated. And, and here as well. Right. And now, and now defensive coordinator here. And now his son is at Alabama. So all things have gone, come full and circle. Kane is a really nice guy. I mean, he's just always been very kind to us. And we wish him nothing but the best. Yeah. Now, normally, you know, if we were to call on the Eagle Hour, if we were to call a Sunbelt head coach, they w- it wouldn't be real urgent for them to get back to us, right? I mean, they got a pretty full plate all of the time. But Kane Womack would always call us back. Always call us back. Yeah. When, when do you when do you want to, when do you want to talk? When do you and want to talk as long as you want to talk? Right. To him. Yeah. Right. Great guy. Uh, wish him nothing but the best. If that 
If that turns out to be the case, well, congratulations, Kame. Uh, you you certainly deserve it. All right, Kelly, uh, watching football again yesterday. I'm kind of glad there are no games today. That's all I've done now since Saturday is sit in front of my uh, TV. What has happened to the Philadelphia Eagles? Can you put your finger on it? No. But something clearly is going on because you've got your starting quarterback. Right? We've talked about how important the starting quarterback is. They have looked abysmal the past eight games. I mean, Tampa Bay is, you know, no uh, – you know, they're not a top-drawer team. And to go in, even though it was in Tampa, to go in and get drubbed like that, something is going on. They got killed. Yeah, they did. By a fairly mediocre football team. So Tampa Bay now will go to Detroit. which And, I, and here's the news I want everybody to hear. I know what that means. Patrick Mahomes is actually going to have to play a playoff game on the road. And you guys sit there and go, oh, surely he's playing. No, he hasn't. He never has. 13 postseason games have all been at home. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to go to Buffalo to uh, to play the Bills. And I'm not necessarily a big Bills fan, but I boy. I they crush him. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> we, were, we were talking with the baseball players, the Southern Miss baseball players before the show, and we were talking with, and one of them, and I think it was Nick Monastere saying, you know, I'm so tired of Taylor Swift, the, them taking correct, pictures correct. of her. However. <laughs> yeah, then, then somebody says, so what would you do if Taylor Swift called you and said she wanted to hang out? I get on the plane today. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so, so it is funny how we, uh, how we oh, say those man. things, but yeah. sometimes. So I, Mahomes goes to Buffalo. I think they lose. I don't think this is nearly the Kansas City team that we saw last year. And I think Buffalo is really clicking. And I got to tell you, Kelly, I I think it's hard to argue that that Josh Allen is not the best quarterback in the NFL. He was magnificent yesterday. I'm just I'm just telling you, Bob, the Illuminati, whatever you want to call it, they're going to find a way for Kansas City to win that they're game. They're going to help them every every daggum way they can. That you can be sure. And of. I've never been a more a bigger Todd Munkin fan now because then it would come down if Baltimore were to win. Then it would be Baltimore's job to knock off. Uh, well, I'm a Monkey fan anyway. I, True. I, I'm hoping for Detroit, Baltimore. I think that'd be a great. Super I think Bowl. so too. I think it yeah, would be, a, be a good. Because Detroit has never one of the four franchises that has never been yeah, to a don't Super you think Bowl. Most of the country's pulling for the Lions. I think so. I think yeah. so. Yeah. How could you not? That that yeah. city and strife that it's been through. Hey, Southern Miss has got another uh, transfer from the SEC coming to play defensive tackle at Southern Miss. We'll have that news and more. Stay with us.
Eagle Hour, Southern Miss to the top. All right, D1DBAT sponsors this segment of the show. Actually, DBAT, I'll get that corrected here eventually. Great place to take your kids for baseball and softball training. And Luke Reynolds, Luke Reynolds is down there managing the place, so uh, you know they'll want to hang around him. Also, they're going to want to hang around Nick Monastere, Carson Pato, and Dalton McIntyre. And those three fine young men will be in Columbia, 1 o'clock Sunday. You can register your children now for the two-hour camp, or you is. Carson said you can just show up and they'll make sure that your child is a big part of it. I, this is where I like the NIL. This is the kind of thing I like. They're seeing kids like this get a little something, you know. But even they even they said to us, Kelly, these baseball players said to us, they think the NIL thing is needs to be capped. Yeah. And it's and the, and these they're not they're not just sitting back saying, Give me something. They're right. out working. Right. You know, this, as they said, it's a way for them to give back to the community that has given so much to them. So why not, why not make it a, a win-win, you know, where they can give back to the community, but the community can put some money in their pocket because they right. do have expenses and the season right. gets going. And once that season starts, you know, Bob, I mean, when they start – by the way, welcome back to Southern Miss students who are back for the spring semester. They start tomorrow, I understand. Classes will begin uh, tomorrow, softball and baseball begins practice. The team today at Pete Taylor Park cleaning out their lockers, uh, getting things put away because tomorrow. It, and you know, once it starts well, they tomorrow, had a meeting at two o'clock. Right? Those, those yeah, we've yeah. got them out of here just in time. Yeah. Um, but then they start tomorrow, and there's no let. There's no let up. You know, once once the season gets started, so it's going to be another great year. It yeah. may take a little time for him to gel, but you don't even think that. No, I you don't think the pitching will carry him through early on. I think this pitching staff is spectacular really really good i mean guys that have never even thrown an inning are going to be better than a lot of other teams you know starters hey congratulations to will hall he and his staff have landed a great defensive tackle from mississippi state of course with some of the upheaval uh going on there at mississippi state jonathan davis uh transfers to southern miss from uh from Mississippi State, another SEC transfer, and it, they seem Bob to be going after these defensive linemen, you know, out of the out of the SEC. Right. The last well, two or three paid off the last couple of years. Yeah, for Ole Miss and Arkansas and some yeah. of the other schools. Good so, for and Coach Jonathan Hall. David, it's a, that's a big get for the Southern uh, Southern Miss Eagle defensive line. On tomorrow's show, we're going to have Jose Benitez, who's a member of the men's basketball team, and Emma Walhoff. And I haven't even told you about this, Kelly. Real quickly, Emma Walhoff. And I just want to ask you in general about this kind of kid because you've coached a lot. Here's a kid, member of the basketball team, Now I think this is her third year, not on the floor much. I mean, she just doesn't get much playing time. But she's always got this booming smile on her face. She's the biggest cheerleader, for lack of a better term, on the, on the bench. You can tell the kids love her. She's in the middle of everything the basketball team does. And you can make a huge contribution to a program without being on the floor a lot. Is that fair to say? It is. But unfortunately, kids understand that. Athletes understand that who are parts of teams. Unfortunately, we have far too many parents these days. That don't. That don't understand that. That think if, if my child is not going to play, never mind. She's getting her education paid for, right? Uh, and but if, she's happy. Yes. So – and and on, on the rare instances that I've ever had, uh, you know, any issues with youth baseball parents, I'd say, now when did you know whatever their son's name is? I said, now when did he come and express a concern about this? Well, well, he hasn't said anything. I said, then why are we even having this discussion? Well, correct. <laughs> you know, now see, here may be her advantage. Both of her parents play college basketball, 
and both of her parents coach high school basketball. Ah, there so, you go. So they have an understanding of what we're talking about. Yeah, right. Emma, is Emma Walhoff an important part of the Lady Eagles? Absolutely. And I would be willing to bet you that every player on the team would tell you the same thing. Well, and you look at, you look at uh, you know, Jeff Armstrong on the men's team. Correct. That's a perfect counterexample, yeah. Yeah, Jeff Armstrong, man, that guy, he is such a, such a cool guy. Yeah. You know, and, and he's happy to be there. And uh, Tate Ryder, you know, and some of the other guys on, on the basketball team. I mean, when they're, when they're working defenses of other teams, they, they're just as important in how that game goes because they represent players from the other teams, right. you know. Right. So, um, and that's, that's what a lot of people don't understand about team sports, too, is that even the, the quote-unquote studs, the guys that are scoring the 20 and 30 points and getting all the headlines, so to speak, they are just they are as appreciative of those guys you never hear about. They really are. Right? Yeah, as as they are with the the second leading scorer on the team. They're they're teammates, and in a in a world where fewer and fewer athletes use that name team, I'm happy to say that I think our athletes do that here. I, I to a degree, yeah, to a, to a large degree, I think that's right. And the ones that don't, we usually don't hear about, or they leave. Correct. You know, because there's a the term is culture that they use. We we want a certain culture of player to be here, um, and I think uh, I think that has been university wide with the different sports. Teams. All right, baseball fans, as we're leaving the show, we can only tell you, we can only report what we've been told, but take a deep sigh of relief because Nick Monastery told Kelly and I both. He has no intention of even listening to an offer to go anywhere else. Is and, that what you heard? And he's perfectly happy to play center field, you know, wherever I can help the team win. So relax. Everybody relax. 30 days away. Okay. Jose Benitez, Emma Walhoff on the show. Tomorrow, Thursday, we have the Oz. And Coach Juan Cardona from men's basketball. Lots to tune in for. We hope you will. We thank you for tuning in today. Until tomorrow, Southern Miss. To the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.